how putting your own mask on first saves everyone. Man, I'll start with this. It's been so hard to record this one episode. And I can tell you one thing. I know when something really needs to get out of me. Because there's a lot of friction. I notice how the the environment, you know, switches. How things become, you know, in my way, so to speak. I film, I mean, I record typically in an area where from my phone where there's a lot of um stuff in the room to catch the sound properly I tried to go downstairs I was downstairs and the dog kept doing weird sounds in the background alarms was going off and the snooze button was getting hit it was just a lot of weird things happening that normally doesn't happen at this early hour in the a.m. So, I get in the closet to do it. And the symbolism of the cl- me being in the closet needing to talk about this is very interesting for me. But I'm determined to get this complete message out because I know that there's a serious need if everything is interrupting this process. So let's get cracking. I was on a plane and I've been flying back and forth since 2015. So from New Orleans to L.A. So I get so comfortable in trying to get my routine together so I can have a decent flight, you know, and zone everyone else around me out and think about what I have to do the next day or if I have to go directly to set that same day. So... I'm sitting there and all of a sudden the announcement that no, the announcement that normally just flies over my head the guy starts demonstrating about how to put your own mask on first put your own mask on and they say you know remember put your own mask before helping anyone else put your own mask on first and it hit me like you know how a movie scene when a ball flies towards someone's face and they catch it before it's their face that's what I feel like felt like happened in that moment and I realized that you know all of the times that I thought that I was hurt or mad because someone didn't consider me before considering themselves. You know, that's a slippery slope. Because in reality, they should consider themselves first. I didn't even think, you know, because you think that that's wrong. You should consider how I feel first. I think you have to realize that, Toya, you're responsible for how you feel. (laughs) No one is responsible for how you feel. So, in that light, I'm supposed to be putting my own mask on and you're supposed to be putting your mask on. And that's how we survive the situation together. That's how we collectively meet in a place and come up with a good plan for our life doesn't it make more sense now that we're hearing this and a lot of times that we get hurt 
by our own ill-put expectations. Honey, honey, honey. I have hurt myself behind my own failed expectations for someone else. And it's not that someone has failed me. It's the fact that, honey, you're expecting something from that person that you're supposed to get from yourself, baby. Like, that person is not God. That person is not you. That person is not the governor of your feelings in that moment. And, you know, the first thing people get in their feathers start standing up is because they feel like, well, you know, because you're in the moment with that person in that the situation consists of that person and you that makes them responsible. They're responsible for their own actions. You're responsible for how you respond and how you digest it, how you process it, you know. And first of all, you matter. You know, in a world where people are spending self-care to be, you have to, you have the right to be selfish. Um, No, ma'am. No, ma'am. It's not being selfish if I'm caring about myself. It's common sense, baby. It's, <laughs> like my cousin say, as we say, logic. <laughs> you know, it's logical to care for yourself first. It is nowhere near selfish. But you see how they're spinning something good but still putting an ugly undertone un- under it? It's not selfish at all. Because the reality is if you don't take care of you, If there's no you, there's no us. And that's the flat out truth. If I'm not handling myself properly, if I'm not taking time to allow my gifts, if I'm not allowing my gifts to be used at the right time so I can have space, if I'm not organizing my day, you know, enough to where I could have space for myself the quality of me that I'm going to be giving out is going to be low grade. What do you want? What, what we, and then you have to go to the point of what results do you want? I make every decision in my life, y'all, under what results I want. I don't care how com- uncomfortable it is. I don't care how painful it is. Even down to ending friendships, ending relationships, um making decisions with movements. I think about the results I want. I don't think about feelings. You can't consult with feelings. <laughs> Shucks. If you think about your 20s, your feelings told you you was in love with a joker that didn't even care about you. Think about that. Your feelings tell you that you want something that's later going to make you hate yourself. Think about that. Your feelings tell you so much stuff. Your feelings tell you that you need habits. I had a bad day. I need to eat a whole cake. Trust me, honey, I've been there. And before you know it, guess what? At the next the next morning, I'm sitting and thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I ate that. I'm such a... You see? Your feelings lie to you all of the time. You know? You can't let them run rampant. You know? And I think people confuse senses with feelings. You know? Everything is mislabeled in this world. 
So, when you're dealing with putting yourself first, you're considering how you feel. And you think the person you're dealing with is so selfish. They're not selfish. They're putting themselves first as they should. Now, other parts of them, yeah. But you're really supposed to put yourself first. You know, you don't want to do it at the expense of hurting someone in that way. But, you know. So, you have to come up to a place that I'm still... I think I'm firm in the first few phases of it, but there's this feeling that comes with it that's, it's almost like a guilt reminder. Like, I'll feel bad for not answering the phone when I know that I can't pour, but I'm getting to the place where I'm good. I didn't answer my phone for a couple weeks. I'm good, you know? Um, you know, that they may feel, I try not to toil long with how they may feel about it, but the reality is I needed a breather. And if I don't save me, I can't help you because every gift has a rough side. You know, you know how they say every gift has a curse. Whatever your gifts are, because everyone has gifts, whether you think so or not. Whatever your gifts are, they have an ugly side, too, that typically come out when it's overused, you know, when you don't have time for yourself. So you have to put people in their place. And if you don't want to hear putting people second and third, you can just say prioritize, you know, stop yourself Stop yourself before you decide to, you know what, instead of sitting quiet, I'm going to answer the phone. She probably needs somebody to talk to. They probably need this. He probably needs that. Or there's sometimes if I feel like I cannot deal with the kids, I cannot deal with anything. And I will say this, my husband, thank God, because we will be in some trouble. But my husband is pretty good at noticing when I'm about to crack. You know, but he also doesn't want me to wait until I crack to need time. You know, that can be a thing where it starts to pour onto someone else in an uncomfortable fashion. So it really roots in the reason why I wouldn't do it and I wouldn't take time is because I'm always trying to please because we associate pleasing someone with a subconscious approval that means we're liked that also means that we're lovable you see how it trailed all the way back that's why we do this we don't put ourselves first because (laughs) at the end we're always trying to do something to keep up our lovable stance because we don't realize oh honey I'm seeing why it was so hard to record this episode now the message that had to come out I see why now you don't know how many times I tried to record this that things kept happening because somebody needs this specific message you know it's a problem with us really not believing that we're lovable 
enough so we keep up all of these things and it's not something in the frontal lobe that you're thinking you're not walking around saying okay (laughs) you're not having a meeting with yourself and saying well look guys look okay check it we're not lovable so um we need to do all these deeds without breaking a moment for a break because you know they need us and we need their love we're not thinking that in the front of our heads you know it's a subconscious thought. It's a deep down thought. In my mind, I just saw a vision of myself as a little girl with pigtails. It's a childhood thought. It's something in your childhood. You know, childhood is really, you know, not that I'm a, you know, I'm a parent. I'm watching it. Childhood is kind of set up for you to feel like you're not lovable. You're only applauding and congratulating when you're doing something, getting congratulated when you're a kid. When you think about it, when when you were doing something that was pleasing to the person, you know, you made good grades. Even though that benefit is really for you, but it's really pleasing and it makes the parents look good. Trust me, honey, I say there's so much ego tripping in parenting that people call love. I'm raising my children. No, you're boosting your own ego, baby. If that child wants to be an artist, let him be a damn artist. Nobody, that boy didn't say he wanted to be a doctor. The boy likes the drums, you know. <laughs> but, you know, there's so much ego that goes into that, you know, in a parenting style. Because, you see, when you jump back from your position as an adult, when you think about the position of parents... Think about it. Everything that the child does reflects on the parent. Oh, that parent must teach that child well. Oh, that parent must let that child do this. That parent must, you see? So we're under, we're raised under a ego battle. It's a lot of love. But it's also an ego battle, you know, that we're under. It's like bullets are flying under our heads as we're growing taller and taller and taller until we're able to get hit by the bullets. And we're able to get hit by the bullets when we're an adult. So we do things that, you know, I don't want you to judge me away. I don't want you to think away. So I'm going to do this deed even though I know I'm so tired that I can cry. Go to sleep, girl. (laughs) Boy, go to sleep. You know? (laughs) If you're tired, you need to rest. You know? And it's not just about sleepy tired. You know, it's sometimes... your energy can just you can be tapped and you gotta go to the gas station you can't run a car without getting an oil checkup can you you can but that baby will break on you you know you can't do anything without getting a tune up you can't get your hair done without getting it touched up you can't get your nails done without getting it touched up you can't go to the barber and get your hair cut without getting it touched up you know what I mean so in reality everything needs to be touched up the garden need to pull out the weeds Mm, mm. honey if you don't take time to pull out those weeds it's gonna smother the beauty of the garden bed honey I ain't trying to preach but it's but it's happening you know And that's, you know, 
is man that self-love you know we use it so candidly but it's real it's a real thing people have a hard time loving themselves you know and you have to honor yourself honor God and honor your design and honoring yourself is honoring God let me show you how I like to flip things with God. I like to flip it to parenting. Because I think, I always remind myself of this scripture that I can't think of it right now, but I'm sure somebody posted in some sort of review or comment or something. But the scripture says, uh, basically, if you're evil and you provide for your son what do you think I will do for you right now that's from a version okay because every you know there's different versions of what happened in the bible right that's one of the versions I think that has to be maybe King James but if you just take away from that because I know a lot of people feel a certain way about the Bible, but, but detach from that, but just grab the the little section that I spoke about. I think about that a lot. I think about Toya. Would you do that for your child? Yeah. So why would you think God wouldn't do it for you? You think you're a better parent than God? You think that's the case? No. Honoring yourself and your design is honoring God. You know, think about how my oldest child, Heaven, brings me honor when she exercises all of the things that we've laid out for her and we're laying out for her. The opportunities, the things, the groundwork that we're doing, you know, for the field that she's going to and everything. Like, if we set up, imagine if we set up this entire entity for her to build her platform on top of and stuff like that. And if she didn't use any of the things or she misused them, it would be like dishonoring. Like, oh God, you didn't even, this was set up just for you, right? Why didn't you use this properly? I gave you all these gifts. I gave you a roof under over your head. But you want to sleep in the backyard in a doghouse? You see how when you say it like that, you think, hmm. So she's not she's not using the, the birthed privilege of being herself and all the things that come with it. So at that point, it starts to have a negative effect. The same thing. If... God is God, omnipotent one, you know, beginning, end, everything, the universe, all that jazz. Why would he create something imperfect? That sounds crazy to me. Why would he create something imperfect? Nothing's imperfect about us. We just don't know how to operate our perfect, our perfect place. We don't know how to operate everything that we've been given. 
we haven't taken time to discover it. Or like my um, my pastor would say, discover, remove the cover off of. We didn't take the time to do that. That's the problem. You know, we've let people, we've let people tell us how we're imperfect and how we're flawed. We say, that's a flaw you have. You should stop it. Why is it a flaw? Because it's not right. Why is it not right? Because it, it hurts you. You don't realize because it you find it displeasing doesn't make it a flaw in me. It doesn't make that person have a flaw. You don't simply like the way they operate. We can't go through our whole lives giving so much blame to everyone and taking so much blame. Damn it, that's not your fault. Some stuff just, it's not, it's, that's not my fault you perceive things differently. That's not my fault, like I said in a previous episode about crimes against personalities. That's not my fault that you listened with your wound. That everyone in your life before me told you that you weren't crap. So anything that I say can lead down to you feeling like I'm thinking you're not crap. So you're thinking that I have a flaw. That's not the case. That's not the case. And you know, there's this there's this thing with me past... Nine o'clock. Everyone jokes. Everyone jokes about in the house about me after nine o'clock. Like, oh, it's nine o'clock, Toya, you know. And <laughs> it's like basically after nine o'clock, I like, you know, in my house, I keep amber lighting. I have some bright lights, you know, in the kitchen and in my art room. And the the, dine, the living room does have some brighter lights, but typically I keep the amber lighting on past a certain time because that's just the the feel that I like in the house that helps me wind down because I've learned with my personality type needs. You know, I do a lot of pouring high in the morning, midday. I'm getting a lot of things done top of the day. And then when it gets down to the end... When it get down, gets down to the end of the day, I'm a lot more relaxed and mellow. Well, before I caught on to that, <laughs> before I caught on to that, um, I used to have an attitude around a certain time of the night, which could be perceived as a flaw, you see, because I didn't know how to operate my gifts and how I am and how I work. And I realized, oh, you know what? Let's put the kids on a firm bedtime. I learned that very early. Okay, 8 p.m. You know, my mom was like, damn, them kids are going to bed early, huh? And I said, no. You know, you know, grandparents are completely different. Girl, I remember at one point in my life, I, I mean, I went to bed when I had to be maybe like in early elementary school. It was right when the sun was starting to go down and the Simpsons were on. So, but you know, grandparents are completely different. But I told him, I said, for how my house goes and how things are, I have to have things slow down at a certain time. It works better with my personality. And really what I was doing was starting the beginning phases of honoring my design. 
how I'm designed. You need certain things. Everyone needs certain things. Basically, in life, there's a prescription. You have a prescription that you have to live out, right? There's something, there's things that you need that people normally don't need, right? Everyone has that because you are very special. So you have to honor those things and you're not, you're not being, you know, self-centered and caring about yourself is two different things, you know, and you can't put the two right next to each other. So what I want you to do is think about how your days run, you know, and there's order. You know, a lot of people have heard some of the things that I do and kind of try to make it seem like I have these obnoxious routines. No, it's not. But I get a lot done, though. You know, someone asks me, how how do you do all of this and have this and have this? Because I have order in my life, babe. Any successful person, Google a billionaire. Find a billionaire and then look up interviews on that person. And I guarantee you at some point they'll talk about a routine that they have. You have to have it in order to have a certain type of success. Again, going back to, you know, deciding things based on the results you want. And I didn't get on this putting my own mask on so much even for myself it was more so that honey I'm about I'm I'm starting to give people tainted cups of water of myself (laughs) so I need to figure out how to get my water clear when I hand it to people you know and I found out that was the way that one trip on the plane you know I caught it before it hit my face I caught that ball and I thought okay I got it I don't want to start I don't want to I don't want to keep giving tainted versions of myself out dirty water you know and it's true you know you hear it so often you forget it's true that man in order to love somebody else you got to you got to love yourself you know cuz we do all of that pouring out and we do all of that loving on other people And then sit down and say, who loves us? Who loves us? You need to love you. That's the problem. That's the biggest problem. You need to love you. You know, I used to say, I don't know if anyone ever, before I got married, I don't know if anyone ever loved me. I don't know if this, I don't know if that. No, honey, it's been you all the time. You know, so I hope this is in, this encourages you, even with your kids and with everything around you. Put your own mask on first. Take breaks when you need it. Because even if you think about that plane ride, when that, you know, that lady grabbed my arm when the turbulence was going really crazy... How would I have helped that lady the most who was panicking when I could stay calm during trauma, traumatic times? I put my mask on and then I can look at her and say, ma'am, you have to calm down, breathe. You see, now I have the breath to tell her because I have oxygen mask on my face. So, remember, caring about you first is not selfish. 
it's what's supposed to happen. That's how God designed us. To care about ourselves. To love ourselves. Completely. If this podcast has helped you in any way and you want to donate to this podcast, you can donate through Vimeo, Toya-Bodhi, or Cash App, dollar sign, Toya-Bodhi, T-O-Y-A-B-O-U-D-Y. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to share it with a friend. See you next time. Thank you.